Welcome to the Lit Marriage Podcast with authors and Christian relationship coaches Cassidy and Daniela Parlane. On this podcast, you will discover how to transform your marriage from autopilot mode to keeping the flame of purpose, passion, and romance lit in the marriage that God designed for you to have. Learn to love intentionally together. Are you ready to keep it lit? Here we go. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of the Lit Marriage Podcast. We are your hosts, Cassidy and Daniela. And today, Daniela, we're going to be talking about slaying the ego mm-hmm. in your marriage. Very important. That's a biggie. Um, what is ego? Ego is just another word for pride. It's a fancy word. Fancy word. And it's the one thing that caused Satan to fall. So it's, it's an important subject. It's something we have to be very careful for. Wow. You know, this is something that we want to really caution uh, our listeners about that, um, pride can, it's very sneaky. It's very subtle Mm -hmm. and it can show up in your marriage in so many different ways. But let's talk about it through the lens of scripture today. Mm -hmm. James 4 verse uh, 6 to 7 tells us this, but he gives us more grace. That is why scripture says, God opposes the proud but shows favor to the humble. Submit yourselves then to God. Resist the devil and he will flee Flee from from you. So the author of pride is Satan himself. So if we sense that there's pride happening in the marriage or that Mm. pride's knocking, we should probably not open the door, right? Yes, that should (laughs) definitely raise red flags. Oh, wow. Yeah, so this is something that we want to really slay today. The giant of ego or pride as we know it in the marriage. And um, let's talk about some characteristics of what this giant looks like. Because, again, it shows up in many different forms, Mm -hmm. right? And um, one of the things that we've noticed, uh, even throughout our coaching, is that um, when pride shows up, you know, it will allow you to validate your point of view over the other. That's right. And this is... Only your view matters the other person's view is not right it's not given equal opportunity right and so it's important that we we uh we we observe these patterns or these characteristics and we we slay them in their tracks Mm. don't allow yourself to always feel like you're right or your point of view to be exalted above that of the other one um here's another characteristic doesn't like to admit uh that it's wrong so that's something that we see all the time right Mm -hmm. it 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 really puts a damper on conversation um someone shuts down as a result because the other decides i am right and that's that's it that's it you know my way or the highway kind of thing um that's ego and um this happens more often than we would like to admit in the marriage uh you want to talk about the other characteristics there 
Yes. Well, another thing is it hates change or, you know, in the form of even correction. Um, cognitive dissonance is really strong. That's usually why. So, yeah, you just... What is cognitive dissonance? What, what, what happens? Cognitive in, dissonance in... is like this barrier um, in your mind that really repels new information because right. it doesn't seem to agree with your current ideology about a thing right so when a new idea is introduced your mind says oh no i can't i'm not <laughs> it, it basically resists it so it kind of puts a, a wall up and says nope this is new information i'm not willing to i don't want to even listen to it or consider it right so the we all have a level of cognitive dissonance because right. of course we have our own biases our own belief systems and it's healthy it's normal because you don't want everything to just float through your head and accept right. it but at the same time, when when pride is in the way, right. it basically causes that cognitive dissonance to be that much stronger. It becomes like a metal wall where nothing will penetrate because you don't want to be corrected because of pride. Correction hurts, right? right. And pride is all about selfishness right. and coddling yourself. You want to be comfortable all the time. You don't want correction. Change. You hate change. And right. why do you hate change? Because, again, it causes... It challenges you <laughs> to, do, to something. do something that might make you uncomfortable. <laughs> right. And even just admitting you're wrong is many times very uncomfortable. Could uh, cognitive dissonance come into play um, where, say, from previous relationships? So maybe you were hurt in oh, previous relationships. Sure. Maybe you, you have certain presuppositions going into your marriage. Absolutely. you can. It's like a wall, basically, that's gone up. Wow. And that's exactly how it works. And it's it. that's one way that it works is based on previous experiences. Now you've, you've put up this additional barrier saying, nope, I can't receive this other information based on what I've experienced. So now past. you're very dogmatic about your approach exactly. to your relationship and even other relationships around right. you. So that's definitely uh, something to really consider there. Right? I mean, and as a result of that, um, pride is very rebellious. Ooh. Right? Uh, we know that that's why Satan so not fell only, again. Not only does it not, does it not want to take instructions, not only does it have cognitive dissonance, but it's rebellious very in nature. rebellious. Exactly. Wow. This is, uh, this is definitely something to, to think about. I wonder who in your relationship that's listening... <laughs> Uh, has the most ego. Now, I'm just going to say, it's not me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just messing with you. But um, you might want to say, ouch, at this point, if this, uh, if this is really touching on some chords, um, and that's a musical terminology, if that's hitting on some chords in your <laughs> life, that, and in your marriage, right, that uh, you may want to consider and have the Holy Spirit you know, just, uh, on you. yeah, yeah, absolutely. Totally. So let's, uh, talk about some of the characteristics here of, um, ego. Pride or yeah. ego. Well, it exalts itself at the expense of others. That's a very ugly quality. So, yeah. you know, have you ever been around someone who at anybody's expense is willing to, you know, make themselves always look or appear better or wow. smarter or, or right. Right. Um, they're more brilliant than you are. 
their ideas are better than yours. Um, yeah, so that's an example right there at others' expense. That's very condescending. You Absolutely. know, when you, when you think about it, um, it's like putting others down to make you feel better mm -hmm. about yourself or your accomplishments or whatever it is. Yeah, well, you have to inflate yourself um, and deflate others in some cases in order to appear exalted, right? Wow. In but, order to get achieve the level you're looking for, you have to sometimes deflate someone else's you know, status or reputation or wow. or even just their ideas and thoughts. Is that inferior inferiority to some degree? Is there something that's missing perhaps why a person would, would would go out of his or her way to exalt themselves while at the same time putting down or pulling down others? Um, that also relates to a critical spirit. Mm -hmm. Pride is very critical in the sense that it again exalts itself right while pulling down others. others and it's very quick to point out the faults of others yeah because it's always wanting to defend its own um position wow and again it's not willing to look at other people's position because then you'd have to admit that you might be wrong yeah yeah, you might be wrong about a lot of things, <laughs> <laughs> right? Not just a few, but um, exactly. Pride again, it gets in the way. You know, it's one of those things where you're trying to like smooth out your relationship, and you're trying to like, you know, you've been in this thing five years, six years, ten years, and you're trying to smooth out your relationship or relationships around you. Mm. Pride. It gets in the way. And it's hard. It's like a cancer. Jesus refers to it as yeast. And what does yeast do? It grows. It swells. Wow. It just keeps getting worse over time. So if you don't nip it in the bud right away, guess what? It's going to take over. Wow. Like a horrible cancer. It also um, puts selfish ambition mm -hmm. um, before truth and righteousness mm. right and it's blind to truth That's ultimately what it does it's blinded to truth like it does not see truth at all All it sees is itself it can't <laughs> hear truth it can't see truth it blinds you from it doesn't truth. discern truth and so this is it's uh, also because it hardens your heart right so when your heart is hardened it becomes desensitized to all these other aspects wow of god you know when you talk about even as Christians, and the scripture tells us here in James 4, verse 6, where it tells us this, 6 and 7, that God opposes mm, the proud. Mm. I mean... That's a pretty, that's pretty strong <laughs> language. Hello? He really doesn't like it. What else do you need to hear? Whether it be in your marriage, in your church life, in your work life, whatever it is, when you when you when you come to the understanding that God opposes pride, mm -hmm. like I don't want to be opposed by God, do you? Absolutely not. I mean, that's just not a good place to be, and that's not a good position to be in at all. Um, but that is definitely. Um, telling Psalm 138, sorry, verse 6 tells us this that though the Lord is exalted, he looks kindly on the lowly, though, though lofty, 
he sees them from far. Hmm. This is also talking about pride. So basically what that's saying, and if I were to paraphrase it, is that God's basically removing his hedge of protection yes. to surrounding you when there is pride in you. So that's, that's, again, a very serious thing. I would not want to be in that predicament. And when God removes himself, again, now you can't hear his voice. Wow. You don't have his protection. What else does it do? You can't discern right from There's wrong. There's no discernment. Yeah, yeah. And and this is where the marriage even begins to break down. Yeah, destruction follows. The, the Bible does say, I can't remember the Pride exact scripture. Pride goes before a fall. Before a fall, that's right. Right? So... So, ultimately, you know, it brings bad news at the end of the day. <laughs> there you go, it's bad news. There you go. The ultimate result of pride is destruction. We see this from the beginning with the serpent, like mm. pride gets risen up and he, and then he gets falls. there. You go. And so, this is something that we want to caution you about, even in your marriage today. Let's talk about the consequences of mm. ego because we've just talked about some of the characteristics of ego and maybe you're looking through your marriage right now and you're probably seeing some of these things that we've talked about uh, maybe in yourself or in your spouse so let's let's uh let's slay this giant today right let's talk about it so ego or pride will ultimately destroy your marriage and your relationship with god and others mm. that's a pretty strong statement Ouch. it sounds like a domino effect your relationship with God goes, your relationship with your spouse, and then everybody else. And on top of that, God distanced himself from you. Yeah. I so, mean, we already know the effects of social distancing and how bad <laughs> that is. Imagine social distancing from, from God. I whoa, mean, whoa, whoa, not whoa. you social distancing from God. God. God social, social distancing, distancing from you. Oh. Ouch. Yeah. That's painful. Yeah. So pride repels God. It really, when, when it you really think does. Of, when you think about that, that's a pretty uh, sobering mm, thought mm. to even try to conceive in our own minds, right? God distances himself from the proud. And like you said, the hedge of protection is removed. So as we're slaying this ego today, let's talk about the same scripture James 4 verse 10 what does that say? what does that say it says humble yourselves before the Lord and he will lift you up so there's some hope there there's the solution right there's a key once you start to recognize that there might be some pride sprouting up in your relationship or in you right um, humility opens up conversation it provides inner healing for yourself and others that you may have hurt. So really it's opening up a doorway to reconciliation, to peace. It's it's inviting all those qualities of God back into your life. It's inviting. It is inviting. <laughs> so God will come right back in when right. you're willing to humble yourself. He will exalt you. Exactly. In so time. there's no there's no reason to try to be right. Mm -hmm. There's no reason to try to like impress nope. a crowd or your spouse that's god's job he'll do it again humble yourself mm -hmm. and he will exalt you that's right so the exaltation belongs. belongs to god another thing that humility does is it builds a bridge between your mind and the mind of others that allows a healthy dialogue and possibilities to learn new ideas i can't even 
count the number of times that I've looked into different, researched different topics in depth. And I've had to go through this process multiple times where I right. literally, as a very good friend of mine puts it, emptied out my cup so right. that I could refill the information. Because oftentimes, again, with the cognitive dissonance, what it does is it repels any information that might conflict with what you Ooh. believe you know. Wow. Right? But this, you know, it opens up, humility opens up the door to dialogue. And guess what? You might just learn something new. Wow. And it makes you smarter. Wow. makes you more intelligent so it pays off to be humble and it builds a bridge absolutely so not only is it a relationship mender it's a relationship <laughs> builder yes um it has all these amazing qualities about it, it makes you smarter yeah more you, approachable I, I mean who wants to be around and know it all exactly um so you know what do you think about your marriage like you know you, you have conversations, you have these intense conversations, and it's humility that allows you to like really uh, find common ground. Humility is a huge deal. And it's it, not just in your marriage, is. you know, even in our Christian circle, you know, as Christians, humility allows us to have dialogues that are respectful mm. and that causes us to to learn from each other the bible tells exactly. us that iron sharpens, sharpens iron. iron and so can you imagine there's if, always something to sharpen can, always we all have dull edges and we exactly. need each other exactly i can't sharpen better than your spouse i can't sharpen myself mm, iron right. sharpens iron so it takes this is this is actually humbling in itself. It takes another to sharpen us. Mm, you can't sharpen yourself. Iron sharpens iron. iron. So Absolutely. this within itself, that statement alone is refreshing mm. and it's humbling. And it's also notable to um, understand the fact that humility is the opposite of pride. Right. Just like Satan fell because of his pride. Right. Jesus is, is exalted. the epitome of humility because what what did he do he, he humbled himself hum, humbled himself he became a servant and became a servant to the point of dying on a cross for yeah. us so we're basically this is a character trait of god right so when we emulate him we become more like him and ultimately it gives god all the glory um and it's willing to admit that you don't know it all and that you depend on God. I just, just like Christ was a perfect <laughs> example that he depended, even though he, he is God, right. he depended on the Father for everything. Wow. He was willing to humble himself wow. to the Father wow. while he was on earth. So, that, I mean, if Christ humbled himself, how dare we not humble himself? He's the ourselves? ultimate example. And we talk <laughs> about we talk about him being that ultimate example each time that we do mm -hmm. our podcasts. Um, and that takes vulnerability and transparency. Absolutely. So those are other traits that go along with humility. Are you, you telling me to I'm going to gonna have to be oh, yes. transparent, Daniela? Oh, yes, you do. I'm going to have to be Transparency and vulnerability brings healing. I know. It's lacking in our world, isn't it? Absolutely. It's lacking Especially in, in relationships, in, in uh, marital relationships. It is so important. That we're transparent. And vulnerable. I mean, it just 
require that in order to have a deeper sense of if, uh, intimacy. Intimacy and unity. Absolutely. Right. Um, we talk a lot about this, um, even in our book that we've written called What Love Is Not. Mm-hmm. Um, please feel free to check that out at some point on Amazon. Uh, this is sort of like a shameless plug right here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but uh, definitely it's this this uh, uh, giant of ego we've been talking about this for some time on this podcast and really want to drive that point home Mm, yes um you know it's important that we are willing um to to be humiliated and to even be wrong right Mm -hmm. for the sake of righteousness and truth that's that's when you know you've actually um Attain some <laughs> some, some level, level of, some, of right. Christ-likeness. Right. Because when we're, you're we're, willing to just... We're not there. We're not... Yeah. All, none of us are but you're, completely you're willing there. to be humiliated yes. or for righteousness sake. I mean, Jesus even puts it this way, willing to die right. to yourself. That's really what it is. Humility is dying to yourself. So you die daily wow. to your ego. That's what you die to. Ooh. Right? Every day. So we're dying to our ego every exactly. single day. Because right. if, if we entertain ego, not only will we begin to fall off track, but now we're exalting ourselves. Above. Isn't this what Satan did? Mm, he said, I'm yes. going to exalt myself above the most high. Exactly. So even though we don't say it with our own mouths, with our, our actions lips, speak it. There you go. Mm. Wow. Well, um, you know, it's important uh, that um, we validate righteousness over being right. Oh yes, it's, say that again. Yeah, <laughs> it's 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 important um, to be righteous rather than being be right. Right, you know? and there is a difference. Absolutely, it's all about how you express yourself, how you respond. Right. In in a dialogue with with your spouse or with anybody. Right. You know when you're. But that's what righteousness is. Presented with something that may conflict, it's not about being right. It's about how you respond. It's the grace that you show. It's the humility you show. Righteousness actually has a lot to do with our human interaction. Mm. So righteousness is really our human to human interaction. Holiness is our is our God to man interaction. So Mm. there is there is something to be said about wanting to be righteous over being right and really cherishing and and protecting and guarding the relationships that we have around us and and not allowing pride to come in and to steal kill and destroy yeah that's that's really what it does right um well this was a productive conversation today it was I quite enjoyed it. <laughs> <laughs> well, we we do look forward to having you guys joining us again for another Lit Marriage Podcast episode. Yes, yes. So until next time, keep it lit. <laughs> <laughs>